Welcome to episode 5 of season 2. This week I had the opportunity to hear how my future in-laws met and how they keep an adorable and strong marriage. You're listening to First Sight. We've been in a relationship for almost three years now. We met at a summer camp. We met at a mutual friend's house. And then from there, it was like a friendship that kind of turned into like, whoa, I like you a little bit. Oh, my first impression was that he was super cute. Literally, like the first time that we chatted, she talked to me like we had like known each other since like kindergarten or something. So I saw him and I was like, wow, somebody must have brought this kid because he needs to know Jesus. I'm not embarrassed around her. I feel like he's one of the only people that I can be myself around. I love how he cares about people. I love how she cares to make me lunch. Well, she harasses me from time to time. She's like, do you even love me? He smiles and his eyes crinkle up at the side. It's like the cutest thing ever. I'd say genuine kindness and thoughtfulness, even though he doesn't show it very often. I think you should go ahead. What? Okay, so we met at college, and um, the first time I saw him was at the dining hall. We had friends, that group of friends that we sat together at lunchtime, and that's where I first met him. And he was kind of a naughty boy, but I'll let him tell that story. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, yes, you do. (laughs) He was a lot of fun because he was throwing stale rolls over the balcony and hitting people on the head. But they didn't know that it was him. They couldn't figure out who was doing it. But that's because you dared me to do it. I did not dare you. It was your idea. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) So that's how we first met. We had mutual friends, sat together at lunchtime at college. And pulled pranks together. Yep. He doesn't remember, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I don't know. It just happened one day. <laughs> there we were. We, um, I think we started sitting in church together. Yeah, it was during the summertime, and I actually counseled with my pastor trying to decide whether I should go home for the summer, stay at college, and work the summer. And he had told me, he goes, I really feel like, um, he goes, normally I would tell you to come home, but I, he goes, I really think that you will meet your husband this summer, so I think you should stay there. I was just like, okay, that's kind of weird. And we happened to be the only two people left from our friends that stayed for the summer. And so we just started sitting together at church. And um, one day he asked me to go on a date. And I was really excited. At the time, I was working for the vice president of the college. And the vice president's secretary knew Don's parents. And she, like... um, Right before he asked me out, she had pulled me in. She goes, I've been seeing you've been dating that Don Buckner. I'm like, oh, no, we're not dating. We're just sitting together, you know, at church. And she said, well, he is a really good guy. So if um, I, I would think you guys should date. And then, like, the next night he asked me out. So, hmm. yeah. And it didn't cost me much to get her to say that. So it was worked out pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I was unaware at that time that sitting by somebody in church was considered a date. So I was informed that we were dating. It's like, oh, I just thought we were sitting together in church. I didn't realize that was a date. (laughs) But apparently it was. Well, it depends on if you go by the college criteria, (laughs) (laughs) which was sitting in church. Okay, you go ahead. You you tell about the first date. Oh, it must have been at school. It's been a long time. 
25 and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, or more, actually. more. I don't we know. I think our first date must have just been, we had dinner, like, in, it was called Liberty Hall. It was like a little restaurant there in the college. I think that's the first thing we did. Unless we went to some activity up to Chicago. I know we went to Chinatown. We yeah, but that was the Sears Tower. That wasn't summertime. Yeah. We're getting old. I thought he was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was crazy. <laughs> no, I mean, I just thought he was a really nice guy and was handsome and, you know, that's... Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. We just started out as friends. I think we just were doing things together, eating in the dining room, doing crazy stuff, throwing stuff around, making each other laugh, sitting in church, mm-hmm. making fun of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was July when we started dating. We got engaged in April. So not very long. Not quite a year. Yeah, that's pretty close. But we had known each other a year before yeah. that, you know, so, yeah. You tell this story because I talk a lot. <laughs> All right, I'll you better mind. remember this. I don't one. mind you talking. <laughs> <laughs> we went up to Chicago. We ate at Szechuan House there in mm-hmm. downtown, and then we went to Water Tower Place, and they had some horse-drawn carriages stuff. And so, a friend of mine where I worked, he was a photographer up there, and so he got us carriage ride and took our pictures and we went around downtown Chicago in the horse and buggy and then I asked her to marry me and she said yes. I did. It's happily ever after. Ever since. Sure. Until. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think just giving grace to one to one to each other you know and know that we're going to irritate each other at different times but you know, mostly we make each other laugh and have a good time and just know that each other were human. Yeah. And I love him. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Say the thing. My Why do you love me? Or how much do you love me? What? Oh, do you still <laughs> love me? I think that's the question I asked. That's the question? I don't know. I was just going to say that. The advice that I always give to young people that are getting married and has worked well for us in a mindset is complete honesty, selective disclosure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you always <what>? be honest. <laughs> you always tell exactly what, but you don't have to unload all of your emotional baggage where you should be completely honest and you should tell why you do what you do, when you do what you do, and not hold anything back, but at the same point in time, be considerate. Because I think there's a lot of times people use honesty as a hammer when it should be a tool to bring you together. It's kind of like with Robert Frost's poem, The Mending Wall. It's the what's the wall for? Before I put a wall up, I would want to know what am I walling out and what am I walling in. And in any home, you need to have walls if you're going to have any security. But the point of it is, is why are they there? (laughs) And so I think that's the point. If you should have complete honesty, well, this is why this wall's here. 
and this is what it does. But there's the selective disclosure as far as my emotions shouldn't get the best of me where I'm going to be honest so that I can hurt you with it. And that's what I think a lot of times people, especially in, it seems like in fundamental churches and circles, they're really proud of their honesty and their righteousness, but not to help somebody or necessarily even to help themselves. But it's almost like it's to wound other people of, yeah, you don't measure up and let me tell you how type thing. Where is that really helping somebody? Or is that just to make you feel better about yourself? Because, oh yeah, well, that's not what I do. Why did you do it? And I think in a marriage that happens too, where you can be honest with somebody like, well, I've never done that. Why would you do that? And I think that's the part where, as far as the full disclosure goes, just because it might have bothered me because, oh, well, that's not the way I do dishes or that's not the way I would want the laundry to be or whatever. It's not necessary for me to say everything that I feel just to get it off my chest of, yes, you've irritated me. Let me tell you how, <laughs> <laughs> but you should, I think you should be honest and you know, okay, let's do this together. And maybe, you know, have you thought about this or that or doing things differently or, or whatever? So, I mean, there's certainly a coming together in the honesty. And that's what I think when you like going back to Robert Frost's poem, The Mending Wall, is they built the wall to bring people together. And that's the thing that the guy who's saying, oh, I wish my neighbor wouldn't just say good fences make good neighbors. But how do they make good neighbors? They don't make good neighbors by keeping us separate. They make good neighbors by bringing us together and we mend the wall. And that's how you mend relationships. And that's a whole kind of the idea of mending fences is when neighbors meet together and talk at the fence. Because the relationship's more important than the barrier. But the barrier's there for a reason. And that's the thing of just thinking about why we have the roles that we do. Why, like as a husband, I have certain responsibilities. As a wife, she has certain responsibilities. But those responsibilities shouldn't keep us separated. And, oh no, that's what you do and I don't get involved in house cleaning. But, <laughs> you know, and then she doesn't get involved in, in helping out, in providing for day-to-day -day needs. It should be, we come together for those things. But there's still a separation of you know, wife is typically more nurturing to children than the husband is, but they still, that should be something that brings them together, not something that keeps them separate. And I think that's a big part, even in our society today, where people look at, oh, well, you're repressing your wife or, you know, you're not allowing your husband to reach his full potential, where I think it's a responsibility of one person to do whatever for for the other person but together joining as a team and i think that's the whole and really why a friendship is so important well, i think we've become more friends i think through the years you know we've gone through a lot of trials as most marriages and families do and i think um that those trials brought us closer together to where you know, when you first get married, you know, yeah, he's my best friend, but, 
you know, after 25 years, I can still say that and mean it probably more than I did 25 years ago. Well, you just know more and you experience more. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing, like what she was talking about, in, you know, going through hard times and having difficult hurdles that you have to get past and the things that just come along in life, whether it's sickness, whether it's financial difficulties or whatever, I think your respect for each other grows. Because mm -hmm. when you're younger and you haven't really experienced the things before, you think, oh, well, yeah, you know, things will probably turn out all right. But then as you actually see each other handle the problems and how they get through and how you're able to overcome, your love grows too because you respect that person more. You're just like, wow, I would never have thought of that. And yeah, that really does work. And getting through that problem or that trouble and talking things through and whatever. And I think it's just to just seeing the strength of each other. And I think the the trust grows because at first, you you know, when you get married, it's until death do us part. But then, okay, how's that going to pan out in reality? It's like you have these vows and you say these things, but have you really experienced any time where your spouse has been in the hospital for a length of time or you have a, a sick child or you, you have a car accident or, you know, what happens when you actually do go bankrupt and you don't have any money and you don't know, okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going to turn? How is this going to work out? Are they going to stay or aren't they? And then when you actually go through it and you say, oh, wow, they did stay, <laughs> you know, and then it's just that strength and that respect grows. And I think that's, you know, the big part of a deepening love of you. Know, it's not just talk. It's not just romance, but it's actual life experience where, okay, now I've seen that my trust was well-placed that I didn't misplace my trust. I didn't, you know, think something of her. She didn't think something of me that then ended up not being true. It's the whole thing, you know, you're able to put your foot down and handle the weight. And that's what your marriage, after a while you see, okay, does it handle the weight? Can it handle the hard times as well as the good times? And the thing of it is too, sometimes the successful times might be a little bit more trying to a relationship as well because when you have more money and you, things are going well it also comes with more freedom mm -hmm. and so then you're able to do things where sometimes if you're in a health situation or financial situation that's bad you really don't have a whole lot of choices of what to do there is no other place to go and so you find that strength and that solace in one another or when you're, when everything's going great and everything's going well, it, you might be tempted to spend more time, more money away from home and doing mm -hmm. other things and put more time into your job. And that's where I see a lot of people lose their marriage is all of a sudden their job and however they're getting income to do the things they want to do, that becomes the most important thing because marriage isn't really letting me do whatever I want to do. In some ways, it's restraining me. So I know... When we first got married, that was probably the biggest thing for me is when we had our, our first child and then all of a sudden it was, oh, well, we can't just go out to eat on a whim. Oh, well, we can't, I can't mm -hmm. just go to a pickup basketball game with my friends. Um, Andrea's going to wonder, where am I? <laughs> What's going on? Mm -hmm. 
and like the first night that I pulled a double and did 16 hours and I didn't remember to call home because oh I had just gotten married and I never even thought about, oh, well, if I'm going to work overtime, I need to let somebody know. And then next thing I know, the police are calling my phone. Where are you? Are you okay? Your wife's frantic. She's got people scouring the highways for you. <laughs> I did. I called, the sh I called home. I was like, I didn't know what to do. And then I called the sheriff department <laughs> and they didn't find any cars alongside the road and so I was they happy called about your that. work yeah yeah so yeah but yeah it's just you you kind of oh it opens your eyes to what it means to be in a relationship and to be there for the other person where you when you're single and you're just on your own you don't really think about it <laughs> at least I didn't think about it no but then all of a sudden I did think about it I think that's where that <laughs> grace comes in you know I was mad at him, but at the same time, I was very thankful he was alive. So, <laughs> you know, just yep. growing from that. And and he, 99% of the time now lets me know, hey, I'm going to be working late. Yep. So. <clears throat> yeah, that second great uh, American poet after John Frost, or uh, Robert Frost and John Mayer, and, you know, love is a verb. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know. I, you know, I've thought about that question, but once we started dating, I guess I just never thought about anyone else, and it just was natural. I don't know. I don't think there was ever a time I thought, oh, I want to marry him. I think it just was a natural progression. So when I just asked you, will you marry me? And you thought, oh, yeah. No, honey. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. What I just mean is I just, I don't know. It just felt so natural. It didn't have to be a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that was a big thing, at least for me, was just <clears throat> we were friends. And at some point, I don't know exactly what point it was, but it was just like I couldn't imagine not having her there. It was like the bounce questions off That's of. so sweet. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> but I think that was the, the thing for me is just we were friends and we were close and it was just a natural thing at least to me i just haven't just one of the the first times if not the only time that i ever felt completely at home with somebody and so he's much like, more poetic than i am <laughs> i don't think it rhymed at all <laughs> no, you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know that we really have any pet names no places that stay we behind go. your back no <laughs> We just do a lot of different things. We do pretty much everything together. So, I mean, I don't know that we have. Well, that was one of the things, too. Once we graduated <laughs> from college, we went into the ministry. And so when we worked in a church in Pleasantville, Iowa, we worked together. She was a church secretary. I was a school principal and school teacher. And we were at the same place and the same job with our kids for a dozen years. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, every day we were together all day yeah we just went from home to school to church and, and back and there wasn't really any time we have a lot of spontaneity we have plans and then we usually change them as it goes sure just being together mm. yeah. Yeah. i can agree with that august 28th 1993 mm -hmm. yep. i can agree with that i thought i'd save yep. you on that one pretty good <laughs> 
Hmm. Well, he's almost August 23rd because then your birthday comes along. 28th. September 7th. Sep- August 7th. 28th. Yeah. And what's my birthday? <laughs> is it <laughs> September? Oh, this is just perfect. 25 years in. <laughs> I know it's in September. <laughs> Our wedding day is August 28th. My right. birthday is September 13th. <laughs> That's right. 197. Oh, I won't say that. <laughs> I do know the year. Because I robbed uh, the cradle. She's four years. Remember that word, me. Grace. <laughs> oh, yep. I love you. Well, the end of August, beginning of September, I know there's dates I need to know. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at first underscore S I T E. A special thanks to all of the couples in the introduction and to Ella Morrison for the music.